Good morning and welcome to Tech Central, the TCS Plus show brought to you by me, James Erasmus. And thank you very, very much, Anna Collard, for joining us again in studio. Anna Collard is a senior vice president and a content strategist and evangelist at Know Before Africa. It's not her first time in studio with us. And thank you very, very much for offering to come and chat to us very specifically about the importance of online scams and what's going on in the in in society but especially in the corporate environment that we all need to be aware of because we're so susceptible to it thank you anna uh thanks james thanks for for having me again it's a pleasure to be here what i love most about our conversations is sort of how informal and relaxed they are because what we're talking about isn't trying to sell a position or a product but really is to create an awareness and we've talked before about things like mindfulness we talked before about um, other aspects of cybersecurity, but today, quite specifically, I'd love to talk about some of the influences and the effects of some of the scams that are out there. There are different types of scams, naturally, but what are some of the influences they have and understanding the threat of those, those scams and then understanding what, what the perspective might be from the victim's angle. Yeah, thanks, James. So, so we've uh, run, um, well, we do this actually a couple of times in the year. We, we run these little polls or surveys across either our enterprise um, environment, like our customers in the corporate world, but then also we, we like to hear what the consumers or the actual people on the ground, <clears throat> excuse me, what their experience is. So yeah. we've just recently ran a, a survey um, across 800 consumers. So those are people that are employed Um all over Africa, well, I think it's seven countries, uh, South Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, Mauritius. Um, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, it's always a, the same one. So it's the, the usual um, economies that we deal with or the, the countries that we that we um, sort of operate in. And obviously 800 people from these regions, that's not really representative. So this is not a scientific study, but it sure. does give us um, an insight into at least like a little bit of a trend, you know, like a snippet of um, what's going on. And um, what I found quite interesting with this, this uh, survey, we, yes, we looked at, you know, what types of scams do people experience? Um, if they fell victim to a scam, what was the, uh, you know, the position, like what, what, what were they doing? And, and then also what the impact was, not just from a financial point of view, but from a psychological, um, or well-being point of view. So that's the first that we sort of, um, got into this topic. And I think we should do that more because, you know, like we, we constantly hear about data breaches and people are so used to having their credit card details stolen, et cetera, that we sort of, we forget that, yes, it might be easy to get that credit card back. Uh, from the bank, um, and maybe you know you get your money back. Not in all cases, but you know in most cases when it's like a consumer type credit card fraud, you, you do get your money back. But um, what we what we do forget is what does it mean to people that fall victim to these types of scams or other scams um, beyond the monetary impact? You know, like the nuisances, the mm. maybe the shame around it. Um, you know, feeling a bit sort of caught out. So that's what we wanted to do with this, this report, like really dig into it and, and see what people are actually feeling and how long do these feelings linger as well. Thanks. And I've read that report and it's fascinating to see some of the st stats and I encourage our listeners to, to dive into it. It'll be shared straight after this, this podcast, um, both on the, on our website, but also by the YouTube links and others. Um, 
Because very often the reason why people have become involved in a scam is because of perhaps a lack of awareness, um, a lack of training. Um, also, we're all guilty of assuming it's not going to happen to me. It only ever happens to other people until we are the other people. And yeah. I, I, I made some notes just in reading that, 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 that report to say that some of the, 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 the emotional behaviors that result in people clicking on a scam or engaging in a scam or being caught by one are you know, not only greed and curiosity, but sometimes also fear. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and there are a few others. You know, one was, one was a, a, a need for urgency. Another one was a need for, for, for appearing to be helpful. But greed, curiosity, and fear were three very emotional um, yeah, ways of which you might may outline why someone might or might not be involved in a scam, which in turn means that when they are subjected to that and they are um, punitively you know, inconvenienced, whether it's monetary or other, there's a massive psychological impact on that. And I'd love to hear more about those emotional impacts that you th- you. you You've, you've gleaned from your, your research. Yeah, and no, I mean, I, you know, uh, greed um, and fear are one of the the most common um, emotions that social engineers or human hackers are trying to trigger, and they do that through sending us messages that either sort of, you know, for example, impersonate a person of authority. So immediately when you get an email from your CEO, you're like, oh, you know, and, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a low-grade form of fear. So they're not trying to scare the living daylights out of us, but it's a low-grade form of fear that just, you know, raises your heart rate. And, it, again, like their main objective is to um, achieve something that's called an amygdala hijack. And what that means is that as soon as we feel that emotion, whether – it can be also positive, but fear is like a really dominant one that just works so well. <laughs> um, we, you know, as soon as we feel that emotion and anxiety, then what happens is that the way we've been built is that our system or our brain, our brain structure literally cuts off um, our prefrontal cortex. So the more, um, you know, critical thinking part, the executive functioning, and we end up reverting doing things that are very much instinctive and not necessarily, um, you know, in our best favor. Yes, you know, it worked back in the day when we had to run away from the tiger to, uh, you know, act instinctively. But nowadays, these these tigers are hidden in emails, and um, you know, we we should not just click on it or react instinctively. And and the, I guess the danger with these kind of emotion driven attacks, which most of these social engineer uh, engineering attacks work around that. Um, you know, it might be fear. It might also be, um, <clears throat> as you mentioned, like curiosity. It may also appeal to our charity, you know, like sort of um, empathy. Um, so anything that, that triggers an emotion, um, a, a very, by the way, a very popular one that the North Korean um, hacking groups are using, they actually have a campaign called, um, you know, Operation Dream Job. So they will use... LinkedIn and social media to contact you and make you sound like you're amazing and there's this incredible job offer or opportunity within your within your um, space. So it's very you know sort of well researched and um, specific and relevant, and that makes you be more likely because our ego gets stroked, right? The flattery is another emotion that they use, and then obviously curiosity, and then the greed part of uh, wanting to um, you know investigate that potential job, and that's a very 
successful method that these guys are using to get into particularly privileged accounts, like administrators, IT um, yeah. managers, etc. People that have quite a lot of um, power in organizations is what who they are after, because obviously once they get onto those people's accounts, <clears throat> excuse me, they can then um, do a lot more damage. But yeah, the, the report that, that we looked at was more on, on consumer side. And as you mentioned there as well, so obviously emotions are being triggered and the people that fell for the scams, interestingly enough, um, again, which is in, in line with a lot of the other research that we've done or that other reports that other people have done is that in about half the cases, um, people were distracted or multitasking when they ended yeah. up clicking. So that's another vulnerability that we have. You know, you don't think mm -hmm. properly. You're like, oh, doing a million things. And that's, I, I'm sure I shared the story with you before. That's what happened to me as well. And I've been trained. I mean, that's all I've been doing for the last 20 years is, you know, <laughs> learn about social engineering and talk about it. So I should really know better. But I can also get caught out when I'm multitasking and, and not paying attention and then get triggered. You know, in my case, it was like a low grade form of fear by using this typical, oh, we'll deactivate your account if you don't click immediately. Mm. Right. Mm. So that's like the distraction multitasking weakness that we have, unfortunately, provides this perfect, well, attack surface for the bad guys to, to abuse. And, and long gone are the days of, of, of seeing quite transparently that it, that some, someone who's trying to hack or, or scam you has spelling mistakes or a dodgy email address or, 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 so, or it's very evidently a, 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 a lure. Mm -hmm. They are so intelligent. They're so manipulative and they're using all sorts of um, emotional hijacking, I think you refer to it as, um, and the amygdala hijacking to create a rapport with, with, with their targets. And that's quite yeah. scary because I think a lot, a lot of the times that rapport is is closely linked to, as you said, job satisfaction, the workplace, financial implication, banks. Now there's a there's a there's a massive threat out there, and I think that we, unless we take a pause and consider mm -hmm. the impact of these threats, we're going to fall foul to it. And I think the report indicates that nearly 50% of the people responded had actually been subjected to a financial um, scam yeah. of sorts. Yeah. So, so obviously that those are the more consumer level scams that we, we uh, sure. um, ask sure. people um, to respond to, but yes, the, the, the top three are all related to either um, sort of trying to steal uh, your financial information, um, mm. you know, get it to your, your banking details or, Uh, roping you into a sort of fake investment scam or crypto NFT scam, very popular in, across Africa. So that's that's been quite interesting to see how many people actually did, or at least the, the our respondents admitted to falling for these types of um, scams. So that, that's quite ripe, mm. particularly with um, social media and um I mean, look, it depends which country, interesting enough, like in mm. Nigeria, social media is the number one um, channel that these scams sure. uh, sort of get um, distributed or that, that people fall for it. And then in South Africa, it's, it's still more email. So it's also interesting yeah. to look at the difference by country. But yeah, so they try and, and get us obviously where we hang out and our social media networks, whether that's LinkedIn mm. or um, and then also even on Telegram or WhatsApp groups where you receive these um, I mean, I've also received some of these fake uh, investment um, opportunities and mm. 
it, it you know like obviously i mean i know this sounds so like cliche but if it sounds too good to be true it it, it won't be true it but is. again if you distract it it's just like you know sounds amazing you've heard it from maybe a friend or um and and by the way particularly in this crypto space they often do use either fake celebrity accounts or rope in celebrities to um peddle their their nft scams or their crypto scams so mm. you might believe you might believe this because somebody famous tweeted about it or um, talks about it publicly. Meanwhile, it's just a, a, either a fake or um, they, I mean, uh, Kim, I think it was Kim Kardashian. She had to pay a penalty because she was part of probably not maliciously. She just probably didn't know better, but she was peddling some NFT scam. Um, and, you know, if you have, I don't know how many million followers she has, but Huge. if you have that Huge power, yeah, yeah. Uh, then, it's dangerous because you believe, right? You, you think, okay, well, I believe her. She's a, p- a public figure. Um, mm. So it must be legit. And unfortunately, no. Like, you can't believe what's on social media. Um, so you, you, And your point about legitimacy is, is we, we as humans want to trust. We want to you know, create a rapport with, with people who connect with us. And we expect the best. Mm. So in order to protect ourselves from ourselves, we need to work our ways in which we can arm ourselves, defend ourselves, but also just be, be mindful always of the fact that there's a, there's a security cross check that one needs to do before launching into sharing one's details or clicking on a link. And I know I'm stating the obvious, but sometimes, and I, I even know that your report talks about the number of, 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 of respondents who actually were not aware of what scams were. Yeah, they learn what, and I, the, what the different types of scams. And, and unfortunately, you know, that sometimes the best outcome actually is when you do fall or you nearly get caught out by something, then you are very much aware, you know, like that's the only positive outcome really. That also the, the respondents sort of said is that, well, at, at least they're more aware of it and they, they tell their friends and family about it. But obviously you would want to have that awareness before it happens. Um mm. Something that also just reminded me because you mentioned rapport and this has just been in the press like yesterday or the day before about the MGM group, which is like one of the biggest casinos in Las Vegas. And so the, yeah, so, so that's like a a massive um, hotel casino group. I think like the biggest one in Las Vegas and they uh, fell victim to a ransomware attack where the attackers, all that need, all they needed to do was a 10 minute phone call with someone on the inside to rope them into, um, I don't know, like, you know, sharing details or getting onto the, the environment. And what is so ironic about that is that I've actually just been in Vegas at, at uh, Black Hat DEFCON, and they have this what's called the social engineering village where you learn, you know, these, these aspiring hackers or, or security professionals as well, um, mm-hmm. you learn how to use techniques such as rapport building, empathy, um over the phone to get your victims to do what you want them to do. So you, so you literally, and this is what for me, that was the, the best part of the whole conference is you go into this room and then you have these competitions of uh, social engineers that sit in a phone booth and you can hear what they say and what the victim mm. is responding to. And <clears throat> they literally use, you know, these kind of, uh, they call it pretext, like these stories that, Hey, I'm calling from it and I just need to verify a few details and, you know, like where were you based? What's the weather there? And oh no, I'm there. there. Like just this, hum- this human kind of rapport mm. building and appealing to their empathy. And people are just so nice. And 
naive, like, unfortunately, and you can't blame them because that's in our human nature. You know, we want to connect with others. And unfortunately, these guys abuse that. So it's in a way, you know, and, and it's it's not a nice thing, but we have to become more radically impolite and, and unfortunately not trust anything, even if it sounds like it's the nicest person on the other line. Um, you've you got to have that pause and first think, well, you know what, before I share this, um, or if it's if they're pretending, particularly if they're pretending to be from your bank or whatever, to to say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm going to call you back, you know, um, and then obviously you call them back on the number that you have, not what they give you, and um, <clears throat> yeah, sort of that's also a big takeaway, I guess, is that these scams do not only happen via email; they they often come in a combination of phone calls with an email or someone mm-hmm. you know picking you over the phone to go to a specific website, etc., and that's a very popular form of and successful form as, as we've yeah, seen. And a, a clever example of that, um, which I read about recently, was an employee received a, a phone call from a voice recording or a copy of, the, of their CEO's voice. And it was a very yeah. brief phone call to say, I'm traveling, I can't chat, it's a, it's, it's a bad line, um, and I'm going to send you an email, I need you to transfer some money. Yep, and that's a typical... You, you can guess what happened. That's, that's called a business email compromise or a sort of um, impersonation scam. And unfortunately, nowadays, you know, these guys have access to the same automation tools or generative AI tools that you can use to create these what's called deepfake um, versions. Like I can, I just need a few seconds of your voice, James, and then I can recreate um, your voice and make it say whatever I want to, you know. And, and that's the scary part because... Yes, if you receive a, an email from your CEO, maybe you have enough um, awareness or situational awareness in that moment to say, oh, you know, let me double check. Sure. But if you receive a phone call, and if that's, you know, like at the moment yeah. it's maybe still only a voice note, but the way generative AI is going is that you have these real-life interactions um, where the, the bots will react to what you say or the person on the other line will react to what I'm saying in your voice so that's really mm. scary because then it sounds it really sounds like the per, the person you're talking to is a person that they're making it out to be so again I, like anything that requests you to hand over information or give um particularly like financial details um it may may look mm. like the right deal it may sound like the right deal um just put that six seconds of of breathing that pause in to, uh, to yeah. you know, sort of slow yourself down to make sure you don't act on an emotion and then and then verify, like, you know, call back out of band communication or something, particularly if it's something related to payments. <clears throat> and and as, an, as an evangelist and someone who spends as much time as you do training and guiding people on this topic, it's also our responsibility when we are exposed to a potential threat to to have those water cooler conversations and to reach out to our colleagues and friends and, and, and warn them mm. of the pitfalls, show them what you experienced and let them learn from potentially, and hopefully not your own mistakes, but your, your own experiences that you've managed to, 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 to avoid. So I think there's a large part of us all being so remote and distracted from each other where we, we, we don't find the time to share. And we've talked about time a few instances in this conversation and part of that time that i refer to is is pausing and being more mindful about what's out there 
Yeah, exactly, 100%. And, and you know, you, you don't even have to fall victim first to share the stories. You may just come mm. across something that you read and you just share it with mm. your friends and family. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure I've used this example before of my mother-in-law who I, by now I've made them so paranoid that they always call before they act on anything. And I love it because, you know, and she okay. used that. Um, she had someone calling pretending to be from the bank that she's with. And, and yeah. because of all these data breaches, these bad guys have a lot of personal information about us already, mm. right? So mm. when they call mm. you and they tell you, hey, that's your ID number, your address, your bank account details, I just need to get you to verify something quickly by sharing the OTP that I'm going to send you. Um it, it sounds very legit. And she said, and I like, they had the right accent. You know, they sounded like they were really from <laughs> Bellenbosch or whatever, you know, and, mm. um, and they knew all of this about me, but I, I didn't do it. I'm like, that, that's so good. And please tell everybody else about that too. Um, so yeah, definitely. I agree. We have to, uh, spread the message and remind ourselves too, because that's the other thing is that you might be aware today, um, or mindful, but then tomorrow, <laughs> Life happens and we forget. So it's important to keep it top of mind. And yeah, so, so what I was saying is that the mindfulness technique is not just a, in my, in my view, it's not just a technique to keep us more vigilant, to not fall for scams, but it's also a technique that helps us to just be, um, saner or happier in general in these digital spaces because we can get manipulated, yes, by scammers, um, but also by maybe just advertisers and then end up um, or, you know, like um, people on social media that may trigger us and then we, we comment or we purchase things we don't need. So there's so many um, use cases where being more mindful and bringing that pause and using your emotions in a way as a warning signal rather than an impulse to do something. So what I'm always saying is like, if you feel anything, and that could also be in your in your physical senses, you know, if you, your heart races or you mm. feel just different to your baseline, that could be a um, it could be a sign that you're actually being manipulated or persuaded or um, tricked into doing something that's not necessarily in your best interest. Whether that's buying stuff you don't need on Instagram, like I sometimes do, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, um, or or clicking on something malicious or uh, falling for a scam, you know, in all these cases. Yeah, we should trust our instincts. But at the end of the day, we, we are animals at heart. Um, we, you don't walk in the wild without looking left and right and behind you, actually. Yes, although, you know, our instincts are also what sometimes make us do stupid things. So um, <laughs> 100% agree that we should, you know, your intuition is something you should listen to more uh, closely. But sometimes the instinct is what makes you click because you're getting triggered by fear, right? So what I'm saying is like, just add that pause. So before you, you know, you feel something and then you think you have to act on it immediately. Like I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I need to click. Um, that will be the instinctive reaction, but rather remember that, Hey, because I'm feeling something, I remember that that could be a sign of being manipulated. So instead of reacting quickly, let me just take six seconds. All it takes, right? Just six mm -hmm. seconds of, of pausing. Like through, mm. take a deep breath and the longer exhale, the longer the exhale, the, the more you calm yourself down um, and then decide, okay, is am I really that scared? Do I need to click on that or can I not verify? Yeah. Yeah. A, a, point, a point well made, that intuition. Yes. Um, 
And, and I, I, I and I know that the listeners are very much looking forward to reading this report and there are lots of statistics in there. And, and it's definitely worth sharing from a, a consumer but also a commercial perspective so that we have that element of awareness. Um, and we're honored to have you from No Before Africa um, back in studio today. No Before Africa are an incredible organization that actually the world's largest integrated security awareness training and simulated phishing platform. Um, and as part of No Before Africa, I'm going to quickly just make sure if our listeners don't already know um, how proud No Before are of you, who, whilst in Las Vegas, was given a very prestigious award, Women of Cybersecurity 2023. Well done, Anna, from Asset Tech Central. Oh, thank you, James. Yeah, it was quite unexpected, but it you're very modest and I know our listeners um, and, and those that are listening who know you will will already know about this award and be able to read more about it online um, and I think that it certainly gives credibility to everything you do and say so we at Tech Central are very proud to be associated with Nova for Africa and Anna Collard thank you very much for joining us in the studio today thanks so much James thanks everyone love you to chat thanks Anna <laughs>